This is the Marketing Intern Spotlight, where we are committed to unlock how every marketing intern has an innate ability to be an entrepreneur, motivator, and influencer. Uh, Game one and game two, Marketing Intern Spotlight one and Marketing Intern Spotlight two. So we're looking for some big improvements this week. McQuaid, you're the perfect guest for it. We're just fired up to have you on. Would you please give our listeners, the marketing interns, a little bit of background about yourself? Well, I uh, I met you guys through Matt Heron, your roommate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we grew up together. Wonderful. Now I know you guys. And currently, I'm doing a podcast as well. And I'm just excited to hear about all the knowledge you guys can get. And I hope that this conversation, I learned so much. I'm just excited to. Yeah, so you just informed us offline that, uh, or off air rather, that you had your first recording last night. How'd that go? It went well. It went. It was real nerve wracking because you're always like you want to be saying the perfect thing and you don't know all the all the different ways to have a conversation to make sure it's interesting and not get too personal in some situations. You know, it's that's it's tough and. But after listening to you guys, it's really a talent. No, absolutely. And it takes forever to get good at it. Andrew and I still aren't good at it. <laughs> like, just speaking of the intro right there, I messed up the intro. We had to do two-part, a second take for my intro because I just stumble over my words too often. Yeah, we. I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, like, what, what humbles us, like, articulating our thoughts and putting that on a platform. It's not easy to do. Like, when we first started, it's always hilarious to go back to that first episode and listen to how... Our conversations were then versus now. Now is a lot more, you know, uh, I would say it's an artwork. You know, we, we really try and feed off each other. It has to be a perfect balance. And those are the type of things we try and focus on. But at the end of the day, just say what you want to say, man. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's all about. Totally. Chemistry, I think, is totally... Like, how did you? When did you guys know that you guys would work well together and, you know, form a great relationship? to make your podcast interesting. Yeah, that's successful. a great question because we didn't really realize how like re- awesome it is that our personalities are so different that they can connect really well in this show because like our heads go in a completely different direction when we have someone say something to us and when he says something I was like, "Oh, I never really thought of that." Now I can expand off it in this way because his brain, I mean, you have you're probably experiencing it with Tanner right now and you will in the future like his he'll think of something that you completely didn't even cross your mind and it'd be like, all right, now I want to go on that little path, that little tangent with him. So that's been fun with Declan. Oh yeah. Having a second brain to, you know, bounce your ideas off of, have a conversation with. It's really, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. fun. And like Andrew and I say too, like two small brains are better than one. <laughs> and so two small brain guys can accomplish the, the uh, great things. I would say we, we try and do as much as we can for sure. I think another thing too is, um, Andrew is very, like, directive. He he can connect the point, like, what he's trying to say between A and B, and he puts it on the line, man, like, just gets it together. Where me, I struggle with that sometimes. I'll go on rants or I'll go on tangents, and it'll, it's more of an arc between that A and B point. So I learn a lot from when Andrew talks. As when Andrew wants to expand on something, he probably can learn a lot about me on how you just connect the words as fast as you can and just get that those thoughts together. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally, dude. So the podcast that you recorded last night, give us a little background. What's the topic frame? What's what's, what's the name? You, what's the name? How did you start? The podcast. Our podcast is the Understandable. That's what we wanted to name it. Just wanted our. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna botch it. But our like elevator pitch or our line is like two gentlemen just trying to make life understandable. So our topic that we chose last night was how technology is changing 
like people these days and how growing up with a cell phone and growing up with a tablet and all this entertainment at your fingertips is like how does that change you as a person do you think like growing up we were probably the lab one of the last generations to experience you know normal not you know technology filled yeah i could you could have said it better because we are in a state right now that the children growing up, or it, we just had a podcast where we were informed that they all have iPads now. I mean, that happened probably like right when we finished high school, that every single student either got like a Google Chrome laptop or an iPad, something along those lines where their whole lives are infested with technology. And it was, we were in the very beginning stage before it got very efficient. So that's a great topic. How'd it go? It went well. It went, you know, it's once you research all the stuff behind it and all like the, the health effects it has. And stuff like that. It's just kind of crazy. But the industry and how it can reach people. There's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we, we chose to kind of talk about a lot of the negatives and what it, what, it's what were some doing. of the negatives? Like, uh, I, I cite people, like, it's it's becoming horrible. Like, the rise in glasses and prescription and stuff like that is insane. And the amount of people not connecting with each other, like, personally, just doing it online is, is rough. Yes, like, relationships and how it affects Mm-hmm. you know people building, you're close to yeah building empathy with another individual mm-hmm. so what was uh one of your most more interesting or something that you went into it and you're like okay i know that technology is good in this way bad in this way what was like a surprising fact that you were like oh i never even knew or thought about that as wait what like if as far as like is... how technology has influenced the younger generations well i guess again just like being anti not as social being able to have entertainment like you're watching it and you're not interacting with people. I think I think that has a huge effect on how you can have a conversation with someone and sit to sit down and talk and building relationships in the future for business and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think it's the, surprising? What's the youngest generation now that would be able to sh- show that? Like I'm trying to think as far as like that that iPad generation, the tablet generation, how old are they right now? Well, the average person actually like was 10 years old that had a, that had a smartphone. Like okay. the youngest, the youngest oh. age. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like that it really hit home with like just the start of iPad when we were probably, probably 2010 was when the first iPad came out, maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly, we'll something along that. those lines. So maybe like the 10 year old at that point. So what is that? They're 18 now. Um, so yeah. Okay. Maybe an 18 year old would have a conversation with them. And they probably wouldn't be comfortable in this platform, maybe. Right. Mm. I don't know. I mean, spoiler alert, but we'll have, we're getting a guest on who's an entrepreneur. His name's Brennan Bliss. And his, he is a, how old is he? He's like 19. 19. He's a 19-year-old Nine. entrepreneur. Wow, young. He's a CEO of a Pixel company, which is like pixels are have to do with advertising. And uh, he's like CEO of that. He's got like 12,000 followers on, on Twitter and like he's pretty well known. I, we don't know as much as we should about him yet because we haven't gotten him on, but... It's really interesting to see, you know, there are a lot of negatives in my opinion, you know, with the social interaction, but I feel like there's also so much positivity out there as well. There's a lot more passion behind what these people are doing now because they're able to see, they're able to learn so much more than we were before. And not and ignorance isn't bliss anymore. You know, there is so much out there that you ha- that it you comes across your table, you know, and it's hard to, for parents to hide that stuff from kids. And I think it's hard it that can be taken in a negative way for sure, but I feel like it's also reinforced it in a very positive way. One thing we talked about too was like how we would see raising our children and how would we choose to, like, would you give your kid a phone? 
You see, what would you what would you guys do? Because we didn't I really think, had our so. I got a phone in seventh grade, and it was those normal like flip phones that you didn't have internet access. It was just for calling and texting, and that was awesome because then I could able like I was able to go places from point A to point like if I left home, I didn't have to go back home to tell my mom like, hey, now I'm going over to this friend's house. So that was like the best part of it. Now like you could just parents probably have it like their location thing on and just track them. Um, so they don't even like kids probably don't even need to text their parents when they're, where they're going and when they need to be home and stuff like that because their location will be filed. But to answer your question, probably around that same age, like I feel like right when you get into middle school, there's those social norms that if you don't really have a like technology, you might be picked on. I don't know. I, that's something to look into. Yeah, I mean, middle school, you're what 12 years old, so you'd be, and you said most people have or most 10 year olds have phones and tablets Mm -hmm. so yeah holding it away (laughs) holding it back two years it's interesting to think about you know is this world ever going to just get simpler with technology like do you think we'd ever revert back or someone would have the business idea to just create a simple phone that you can track from your iphone they can call and text you just like an iphone but it just doesn't have all the capabilities like would that be something stupid to to try and put out there I mean, I'm sure there are things that like that exist, but like security features. That... Just yeah, just have general security features so kids can be kids, you know, and not have to wreak the um, not, not benefits, but just like have to deal with all those problems. <laughs> Taking all those on things. the outset from the outset, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I to answer your question. In addition, like, what would I do? I have no clue because you know I'm 22 years old. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna. I'm going to be coachable about it, right? I'm going to go into being a father <laughs> as... A I'm going to go into being, into a, or being a father as just coach me up on it. I'm going to, you know, be the best person I can be about it and have mentors that have, that are in the, growing up in that era and just, you know, try and be as coachable as you can. Be a sponge. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was your answer, you and Tanner? My answer was, like, I had a flip... It's kind of, I guess, seeing how you grew up from it is can have an impact on what your decision is but I had a flip phone until like junior year of high school and I guess smartphones weren't like only a few kids had them it wasn't everybody Mm -hmm. so that'd be that'd be different but I mean I survived with a flip phone I was teased a lot but I mean I I just thought it was funny and I thought it was indestructible and all my friends would break their phones all you need to do is text them there wasn't really that like the blue like or green text messages that wasn't like huge like (laughs) you didn't need to be a part of that when you were in high school because it wasn't that popular yet Mm -hmm. um well, I mean, it kind of was. I hated people who didn't have the blue text message. <laughs> like, junior year of high school, yeah. that's like the iPhone 4 right there. Okay. 4, and then the 5 came out. I can't remember when I got my phone. Well, senior year. Oh, it wasn't. A, it was a different generation iPhone. It wasn't, like, Samsung or different. That It was green. No, it's always been blue. Like, between iPhones, it's always been blue. So I'd always just be like, wow, who's, who's man that has the green phone? <laughs> oh, right. One of the green text messages. But, um, yeah, that's crazy. So you literally didn't have it up. A touchscreen or like a what do you call it? smartphone until like senior year of high school? Yeah, I didn't get my license or a smartphone until eleventh like eleventh grade. Wow, I was really unconnected with social media and everybody. Else. Now is that your father, Jim Boo? It's it's a little bit of combination of both of both parents. Just okay. yeah. Um, well, the laziness behind my driver's license that was mostly me not getting okay. into the behind the wheels or whatever you needed, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing either. I feel like, you know, waiting to get your license, like, obviously you want to have your license when you're 16 because you feel like you're missing out on the world when you can't drive by yourself somewhere. But, 
you know, looking back at it, it is significantly safer. You save a lot of money by not getting your license right away. <laughs> right. Like 17 and 16. The jump between those two ages is big. So it's interesting. Absolutely. One thing that I do want to mention or touch on is so you are, you're helping with a filming company right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that person that kind of oversees everything, he is big time ish. Oh, yeah. Well, it's uh, my buddies, Jay, Jay Tanner, Patrick, and Mitch right now. Jay, Jay who's like the uh, a big time, he works for a company called Airviews, which is, uh, I, I'm not going to try to explain it perfectly, but it's like a videography company. They go and shoot stuff. Check out their website to actually find out. Mm-hmm. But it's big time. And he's, he's in the Bahamas right now shooting Sports Illustrated. So he's having fun. He's in Vegas. He's traveling the world and... His if you want to see cool videos, go check out his Instagram feed. Cause what's it just, called? Uh, what's his company called, or what is his name? What like what does he do, or what's his Twitter or Instagram that we can go and check out? I think it's just Jay Christensen or Jay Bird Christensen, something like that. Okay, yeah. and then um, so you are with him in a separate gig, not that main business. You're doing a drone footage company, is that correct? Well, yeah, we're doing it's like it's like uh, multi-platform media, so it's like. Uh, we do real estate, drones, uh, on-the-ground filming, concerts, stuff like that. We're shooting a concert this weekend called Delwood. It's like Country Fest. It's kind of a bunch of country artists that are coming into town, and we're doing a promo video for that. So, How'd you get into it's this? It's going to be fun. Uh, well, Tanner is actually is a part owner in it, and I'm doing the podcast with him. Okay. So we kind of worked a way out, and I have a bunch of connections in the real estate world with my dad, and we want to begin filming that. So it just... It just seemed to work if we were always spending time with each other for the podcast. Why not do the business part together? Yep, connecting the dots. Sweet. So, how are you? So, are you trying to use the podcast to kind of promote what you guys are doing with your videography? Well, yeah, we kind of want to. We don't want to. Our podcast, we want it to be different than like uh, most podcasts where it's just a microphone talking, stuff like that. We want to be traveling around, kind of, and talking in different areas. And there's a lot of opportunities they have with all set companies about traveling and stuff like that and having that and going to concerts and getting to interview like people beforehand just saying saying a few words or whatever very cool that's sweet so you want to be like a traveling podcast essentially so I mean just go around if oh. it works if it works you know it, we don't want to uh, label it as that sure. necessarily that's fair that's cool. It, that's uh, not to brag, but we have the situational podcasting on our podcast. I saw that. You guys were by a pool one yeah. time. Where was that? Was that at your house? That was at my grandparents' house. Grandparents' house. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. We've done one on the pool. We've done one on an airplane, one on the beach. You did one on the airplane? I don't think I've seen that one. That was like podcast four. How did that happen? It was, we, we were flying <laughs> on spring break, and Death and I just whipped out the mic. It was like, yo, let's record. Oh, dude, right that's now. a sweet idea. And all you hear is... <laughs> <laughs> just, white noise, just white noise. Oh my gosh, that's literally funny. can't hear hardly anything. <laughs> but like my favorite part of the the whole episode is, it's like, all right, we're gonna transition to our first ever situational podcasting. We're in a plane flying over the Bermuda Triangle for Aruba, and then to get like the little transition music. Then, like Andrew said, just white noise right away. It's just like the funniest transition. From, and then you can like barely hear what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We in, like we talked to the flight attendant when he walked by. We said it was like his birthday or something, and it wasn't or it was maybe. Yeah, I, I can't know. remember. And it, it wasn't even happen. worth it. He just had to. Yeah. No, you knew that it was his birthday. Uh, it's there. It was. It was the wrong flight attendant. There was one of them's birthday, but we picked the wrong one by accident. We blew it. Yeah. Either way, it was a cool experience. So you'll have some fun doing that. So you're thinking concerts, 
um, what other traveling spots that were like you envision the podcast being a part of? You know, it's it's kind of we want to kind of incorporate it with the videography company job. I know uh, Jay has shot some music videos, stuff like that. So really, we're up for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, what concerts are kind of I feel like the main where there's a gathering of people. A lot of times there's some side events going on that we can talk about. Leverage yeah. your own side event. Mm-hmm. How about that? Oh yeah. What, what's cool is. Um, it's really hard to put a podcast on a visual platform because it's just audio. So you're going to have the leg up right away with having cameras and just videography experience and all that stuff because you can pretty much take anything that you record from that event and apply it to your podcast. So that is like, you're just speaking from a future perspective of where you're heading, you're in the right spot because we had a tough time figuring out how to best leverage that yeah and definitely like that's like Declan said utilizing audio in an industry that you're already tapped into with video you already have a sweet audience and having that little side leverage will go a long way you'll see this like a snowball effect Mm -hmm. um, of success I think relatively quickly of like people like hey that video was really cool I want to hear the backstory of people that were there on set, and then you can ask, and then that's when your podcast comes into play, and you're asking questions behind the scene. Um, that's really neat. I love that idea, well, dude. I noticed like nowadays, people like to see a face. You know, they like to see who they're who they're interacting with, and we've we've recognized real quick that video and incorporating video like with the audio and having separate microphones. It's a lot of it's a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. a lot of work, wiring and stuff like that. So it's. It's tough, but it's like, how do you want to present your podcast, you know? Yep. Like, what do you guys plan? I know you guys are getting microphones. Do you guys plan on doing mostly audio or video? Or what's the future of So we podcast? have So we have a YouTube channel, but right now it's a stagnant footage of the GoPro with that shot, and I kind of crop it to where it looks like it's um, filming more than one person, but it's really just, like, cropped. And that's for, like, IGTV purposes. But with these separate mics... Um, the future will hold is a, a dual shot camera where one's pointed at each person and then maybe, and then if we have a guest in, we'll have a third camera or the GoPro, something along those lines, but every person will have a specific camera sh- pointed at them. Like, so if you're watching it on YouTube and that person starts talking, it goes straight to them. And then if there's like a group, like conversation that's happening, you can get an aerial shot. These are all things that like are in the works, but again, like you said, it's expensive and, um, you don't really realize how much goes into it until you start buying these stuff. And then it's like, all right, if I'm doing all of this, there really needs to be an end game because this is a lot of time to put in something. What, what's next? So that, that's how the plan has to develop. Right. Yeah. It's not easy either. I mean, it's one of those things where it's, um, you like Andrew said, you got to get something out of it. Right. So you really got to have a good why behind why you'd buy these mics or what your plan is with them. And, think that's what it all really comes back down to is like your why and you're gonna be in that situation a lot you and tanner have to identify that why right away whether it's you're just passionate about showing up for podcasting every week or it's you want to push out the understandable message every week you may not even know what that is yet we didn't we certainly didn't know right away but just have that why because when things don't go your, your way which they won't a lot of the times. What are some struggles you guys have had and it had to, because I know those are going to come, you know, have you guys disagreed on? I wouldn't like, say it's disagreements. It's more of like how to like right in the beginning with the upload, download, 
Um, getting on iTunes. Getting on <laughs> iTunes, figuring out how to get on all these platforms. We did this two years ago, and or a year and a half ago, and we had no one around us that had started a podcast, and we didn't know how to do it at all. Um, we just know we needed a mic, and that's all we bought, and then we figured we could figure out the rest, right? Well, it took us a very long time, and you'll, you'll realize right away, like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, man, I don't know how to get there. Let's try this way, and then that doesn't work. So then you try another way, and you just keep trying things until you succeed because that's really – or you can ask, like, I don't know how to do this. I know this person knows how to do this. I'm going to ask this person. So it's just uh, that whole method to the madness of, like, how do I get to the point where I want to get to um, trial and error, ask using resources wisely. Um, it's The podcast industry is fun to be a part of, and I've yeah. enjoyed the ride. Do you have – have you hosted on – do you have your podcast hosted anywhere yet, or do you have any plans for hosting it anywhere? Or what's your? Well, this country fest we want. We are kind of planning something in the works for how to how to talk or uh, have conversation there uh-huh. with people. We just want to make sure we we like to make sure that it's it's going to be worth it, and we don't want to do it just to if we don't have a good plan behind it. Mm-hmm. So, I guess of now that's that's what we're doing. There's a lot of if a lot goes well with this company that we're working with, there's more opportunities that for sure open up. So where would the podcast be on to listen to for audience members? Um, iTunes for sure, definitely. I know uh, Sound. Wait, what SoundCloud? What do you guys have on yours on? We don't do stuff. We don't do SoundCloud because that well, it's a separate. Yet. I don't know if we'll ever do it. It's a separate download. Like you can't just submit an RSS feed to SoundCloud. You need to oh, in, right. upload individual podcasts to that. Right. Um, how How did you guys get to iTunes? Or are you guys on iTunes right now? Yeah, well, we're building the, you have to, like, build the account, right, and mm-hmm. then figure all that out. We have the, uh, our first podcast film, we're going to edit that. I think he's acting, he's actually editing it right now. Oh, so it's not on iTunes yet? No, it's not on iTunes okay. yet, yeah. How, um, do you have, do you have, like, a plan of action to get on iTunes, or do you know how that works? We've, I've looked into the steps. I can't remember the steps completely. Right. I know it's com- you got a lot more yeah. complicated than... Do you want some, uh, do you want some input? Oh, <laughs> I would love some input. Just some help. Throw your podcast on Anchor, and they'll take care of the rest. They have like on Anchor. It's Anchor, called Anchor. Anchor.fm. It's the easiest way to start a podcast. Really? And that's so not all an ad for them, but yeah, all you that's do is what their tagline is. Upload the audio to there, and then edit the details for the podcast, and then they will start sending it to iTunes, and they can send it to all like the various platforms for you. Spotify. Wow, that's Overcast. Castbox. Is it expensive? Free. Free. Wow. Free. Anchor.com. Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. All right. Yeah. That's all you need. Wonderful. Keep that one in your back pocket. (laughs) I will have to. (laughs) Well, a back pocket favorite question that I've been meaning to get to. It's taken me 23 minutes, but this is the question that we always ask. Dude, get there. You know how it is. I know what it is. I think I already know the question. Hey, do you want to ask yourself the question? Yeah, ask yourself. But what if I butcher it? It's not exactly how you ask it. I I want to hear hear how marketing you think. How does a marketing think? It's like, what did you learn today? Or from the time you woke up. That's a great question. How, what did you learn today? What did I learn today? I actually learned a lot. Thank you for asking, Andrew. Um, I did feed my starving children actually earlier today, and I learned that for twenty-two cents you can give a child six meals. And I thought, you know, I wanted to do the math how often that, well, how much that would be a year for three meals a day. You know, it's only like forty bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy the amount of how cheap it is to support. You know, is that and one, donate. You said one person. One person, six meals. Six 22 cents. 22 cents. Yeah. And 40 bucks just to one person. 40 bucks for a year for three meals a day. 
Wow. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I learned all about that's that. That's through feed my serving children? Yeah, great process. I, I was there, I went 20 times this past semester for my business 200. No way. Mm-hmm. So I was there just like twice a week uh, for like the last two months of school because I had to finish it and I put it to the back burner. But I got it. I got, <laughs> just, yeah, I got it. Them out. But when I went, like every single time it was super fun. Like I love the people that work there. They were like awesome. And then it was really fun when there was like a school bus of children that came in. And then you had like 40 or to a hundred of these t- t- eight to 12 year old children, like screaming to Katy Perry songs while they're <laughs> scooping rice and uh, the vitamins and soy into the little baggies. It was, it was, Dude, it was they had the time. jams going. It was, everybody was dancing. It was like two hours flew by, you know, it's, it's yeah. definitely worth it. If you're ever looking to, you know, help out, it's so easy. That's yeah. a good thing to learn. Another favorite question of ours is what is your average quality? Average quality. Yes. Something like this. (laughs) Yeah, so this this question can be perceived to be difficult at times, but it's a simple question. So it's like, what do you do well at times, and what do you struggle with at times? And at the end of the day, you're average. Hmm. So you want to know more of the struggles or what I excel at, or both? Or what's my, what's what's the average? What's What's the in between? Okay, I get it. Um, hmm. I'd say right now... Average quality. I'd say my video editing skills are very average right now because I'm learning so much. And I, yeah. Me as well. And there's a lot to learn because it's, you know, changing every day. And What uh, software are you guys using? Adobe. Mm. Premiere, yeah. Do you like that? Uh... I like, I was more of an iMovie guy because I had a Mac for a while. I had a YouTube channel way back in the day that I would work on. But Adobe, I guess, is just way smoother and more recommended by all the... That's what we hear too. Big I'm, names. I'm using iMovie because it's free, and I have a Mac. It's super simple. Like too, if you're not doing like really big edits, there's no big edits that we make, so it's simple for now. But in the future, when we ha- want to make big edits, I feel like Adobe Premiere is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Are you using like the student discount or anything? Or are you paying the full? The well, full I think uh, Jay actually has, or there's like they have some company. They have a, oh, an like account a license that we use. or something, something like that. Oh, that's I'm not nice. sure exactly, but that's super nice. We're Very getting cool. a, yeah. getting a deal. What's tough about like video editing and like all those different apps is there's always so many updates and stuff that's popular is always changing. Like, are you have you ever seen those videos that like? Um, all those entrepreneurs do where it's got the loading bar or the progress bar as they're talking. Like right. that's super hot right now. Mm-hmm. I bet by the time Andrew and I figure out how to finally do that, they'll be on to the <laughs> next thing. And like no one does the load. No one will do the progress bar by the time we figure, figure it, out. it out. Yeah. So it's like then you're just on to the next thing and on to the next thing. But a lot of it is too is looking at what the big people are doing and then people will get to that. That uh point in their editing but you have to like find your different way to make yourself ahead of the professionals or just make yourself unique like yeah. say screw it i'm gonna do it this way and mm-hmm. maybe that's what hits right you don't they're not gonna pay you to be like someone else they're paying you to be you so sounds that's true about. absolutely well we have a, just a few minutes left but before we get to uh the ending i'd love to ask you a question that provokes another question do you have any questions for us because we'd love to because you came on our show and we'd love to answer any questions because this is the Marketing Intern Spotlight and um, our audience deserves to be rewarded. Thank you for listening to our show for so long mm-hmm. and being a part of it. I hope you continue to listen even if you have your own podcast because we'll listen to yours. Of course. Because you know we will. Uh, do you have any questions for us? I, I guess I do. Uh, what What made you guys want to start a podcast? What was your, what was, you know, your motivation behind it? Well, we listened to... Andrew and I were 
one of the only friends of each other. Like, we both listened to Part of My Take, and they started back in March of 2016. And I listened to them religiously since pretty much May and then onwards. And Andrew would always listen to them, and then we'd come and talk to each other about it and stuff. And I think one thing about Part of My Take that really struck home with us was, like, they started as just two average dudes who were so passionate about saying funny stuff in sports and they were able to just leverage and grow and grow and grow and now they're this they're the number seven most listened to podcast right now in june of 2018 so they've totally dominated the market they've they're crushing it but ranger and i kind of we what we realized was like this isn't that hard to do and i think we would have a lot of fun doing it we already had a lot of fun talking about it why not just try and do it and so, Andrew, you want to take it from there? Sure. So going like, well, how do we fit into the podcast industry? Like, we're not that funny. We don't have like one-liners one liners that we can use that out they're outside of movie quotes. So I was like, all right, how do we fit in? What, what's going to be our theme? Well, we just started reaching out to our friends and realizing they have really cool stories. So we talked to them and kind of made a game out of it and found that that was really cool, but we want to take it a step further. So we're like, we have all these professors in the University of St. Thomas and that we can't pay to take their class because it'd be way too much money. Let's just have them on our show and we can take a 45-minute class of what they're teaching, but also hear about their story and how they got into that profession. So that was like, took us into a whole new realm where we were like, whoa, we can gain all this knowledge and give listeners all this knowledge from professors. Let's tap into another market. And then that's when it came out to like entrepreneurs and people that are motivating um, us individuals to do, um, to strive to be a better person each day. So this podcast has turned into that and we didn't realize it at first, which is really cool for you to know. Like you're going to start, you obviously realize it right now, podcast one, you don't know where it's going to go, but you have this vision and maybe it'll take some snake routes to get there, but it's going to be a fun ride to just be a part of. I'm telling you, bro, like this friendship that we've developed with each other, it's really cool that we can see, you know, I see you guys grinding and you guys have been doing it for, you know, over a year. So that means you're really, really committed about it. And mm-hmm. I just thought that's inspiring and yeah. it's cool to have that. Yeah. Oh, Andy, uh, someone said, or Tony Capper said on our podcast before, and it's just be passionate about the road leading to your passion. Like you don't know, we didn't know what it was at the beginning that was going to make our podcast like the thing to listen to. We still don't know. But we did know that we were average guys and that if we committed to the average quality, it would humble us and then make us better and enable us to grow. And I think that we've held on that since day one. So you're going to have things that you're going to hold on to since the first day, which is going back to my point of your why. Like, why do you do it? What what are you passionate about, about the understandables? You know, that is exactly the question you got to ask yourself because, look, you're going to look back, you know, two months from now and be like, wow, I accomplished four podcasts. These are awesome. I'm proud of these. I don't care if anyone listens to them, I'm proud of them. Then you're going to go into the next four, the next four. It's just going to build in something cool. The feeling, bro, of have being done, like, after all this planning, because we really wanted to hit, like, do well on the first one, and we, we moved the date back, we moved all this back, so we're like, oh, we're not ready. We're not ready. We want it. There's so many things you can constantly be improving, and once you get it done, it's... It's awesome. One final note that I'll give you and I give our marketing interns is don't be afraid to put that content out. Even if you don't feel like it's the best that can, that can be, you're going to learn from it no matter what. So whether you it's just you and Tanner listening to it fully and then editing it or adding to it or putting it out there, having Declan and I listen to it or your dad listen to it or someone that you didn't even think that's in your friend circle or in your network that will listen to it and be in text and be like, oh, I really like this part of it. And boom, you're like, I, we need to do more of that part. That's the stuff that's really cool. 
which we learned that's, right away. That's a was, great tip. Yep. So put it out there. Don't be afraid. And you will hear feedback that you didn't expect and be like, oh, we should take it this direction. And being open to feedback, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if someone comes, sometimes people will come and be like, hey, do I listen to your podcast? Dive into that person right away. And be like, what did you like? What did you not like? Tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> because- I actually didn't listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just saw you on a podcast. <laughs> well, McCoy, thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. Gentlemen, it's been awesome.